Thanks for joining us. This is Two Sharp Chefs and a Microphone. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef, cook, dog mom, journalist. And this is Louis Victor, chef, cook, cat parent, and professional food photographer. And we're here to build a greater sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant people, and food lovers everywhere. Let's start with this podcast's sharp quote. Louis? One cannot think well, love well, sleep well. If one has not dined well, Virginia Woolf. But alas, in the process of helping people dine well, there are some nightmares along the way. We have our friend and fellow chef, M.T. Daniels, with us today to talk kitchen nightmares in honor of Halloween, of course. So my first one is, how about nightmare line situations? I'm going to start with this one. A nightmare line So situation. let me set this up for you. <laughs> I'm cooking six booty faras. Sausages. Mm-hmm. That get fired Curly at sausages. the same time. Spanish sausage kind of looks like a, a big old intestine because it's a coil, mm-hmm. long ass sausage. Mm-hmm. And they have a ton of fat and oil in them. A ton of fat. Oh my God. And it's going into a Jasper oven, which has a live fire. I'm under a lot of pressure because there's this huge event. And guess who's standing behind me? We've got Chef David, our executive chef at the time. We've got one of the highest up chefs at Think Food Group, Jose Andres Corporation, and Jefe himself, Jose Andres. They're standing 10, 12 feet away from me. And so I'm a little nervous, and I get six Budafara, and I think, well, you know what? I'm just going to put all these suckers in here. First mistake. (laughs) And I thought, you know, like, I'll put, you know, three, you know, like a little off the fire, three near it, and I'll just move it around. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll be fine. Move it around. So you got to understand, this oven is somewhere between five and 600 degrees at this point, so it's really effing hot. Is that what two is? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. well, you, you got to get you got to like, get that fire on it. Otherwise, it doesn't get the nice char for any of what you need to cook in there. And if you have, like, a bunch, of stu- a bunch of stuff, like, you're going to have to right. ensure that it's hot because it's going to And mind drop. you, I'm not just cooking booty far in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got some pulpo in there, some chicken. octopus. Chicken. I've got chicken. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. This is, like, a big five, six hundred cover night, mm-hmm. so it's a busy station everywhere. So... <laughs> I'm like, da, da, da. oh, I'll check them just in case, you know, there's a yeah. little fire started. Yeah. I open that Jasper door and the fire just leaps out of me <laughs> <laughs> to the point where like a little bit of like charcoal actually hits Your my chef coat like a and there's a mouth. hole in it <laughs> that I still have because I kept that coat memories. just for like, yeah, mm-hmm. memories. And ah! Part of my boob is burnt. Oh my God. <laughs> so I Crispy try to get <laughs> super like calm about it, but inside I'm like, ah, freaking out, like kitchen nightmare. And I'm like, well, Jose's in dress behind me, yeah. Chef David, like, I don't know who I'm more scared of, to be honest. <laughs> Chef Alex is like running the line, like running the hot kitchen, the fire kitchen. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm like, <laughs> I try to like step to the side of it and I try to get my big tongs like into the Jasper and try to move them around. Mm-hmm. But like flames are like going up my yeah. arm, super calm outside on the inside, freaking out. Yes, okay. I feel it. Right. Chef Alex rescued me. He runs over and of course being Chef Alex, 
with his freaking bare hands, reaches into the oven, and <laughs> starts moving it around Bonifaz and pulling them out into a sheet pan. See, this is Superman, man. Yeah. Okay, like it was awesome. I was happy and relieved, but I also felt like an asshole because I needed to be saved by the chef. Yeah. And that's my freaking kitchen nightmare. <laughs> Wow. That happened recently. Like, that happened this week as okay. well. Like with another cook, and um, she called me over and she's like, "Help! Like um, my oven's on fire." And I was like, "Girl, like I cannot help you right now. Like it is, it's engulfed in flames. Like yeah. the fire was leaping out." And I was like, "Yeah, we just gotta wait for this to die out because mm-mm. get some salt. It's not gonna work. Take everything. It's out. It's not gonna happen. Take everything. Everything out. was yeah. everything was fucked. Oh my god. So kitchen nightmares. Do you have one like that? Yes. Oh my god so you know i work grill for like about oh yeah right yeah um grill king (laughs) grill king grill grill oracle whatever extraordinary yeah um and this one night i was like i was so confident i was like oh like we have like 400 on the books i'm gonna i'm gonna kill it right so uh it's like halfway in a service i've been grilling for about four hours now, at least like 110 steaks, let's say. Yeah. Uh, so you got so no, shit under control. Shit under control. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I'm Beyonce. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So. Do a little dance. I, I, I do a little <laughs> dance because I'm up there. I'm on display. You know what I'm saying? So we're having right. fun. I look down and my drip pan is like full of fat. Okay. And I'm like, okay, um, maybe I should. Empty it. Empty right? this. <laughs> So I stop what I'm doing to get a to get a, a big pan, and I'm like, okay, let me start draining this. So as I lift the, it has like two little latches mm-hmm. that kind of attach it to the actual grill. Yes. So I lift one, and the other one falls because it wasn't in all the way <gasps> into the fire. Into the fire. <laughs> and that grill is like, like a I'm, million degrees. You think yours went up in flames, yeah. girl? Like. <laughs> I was like, oh god! Like I just, I just walked away. I just walked away <laughs> because everything that I had tempering and everything that was on the grill, like at least like twenty six, like literally went up in flames. <laughs> and there was like nothing I could do because though this is a grease fire and it's like, oh my god! <sighs> so I'm like, okay, I take like a good ten seconds to 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 rework yeah. how I'm gonna like figure this out. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, grab all the salt. You could grab like in the back five five cases of salt. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I, I out the fire and um and now I have to start grilling on everything. On grill two. I have to do every on the single fly. thing over. And it was the worst night of my grill life. What did Chef say to you? He, oh, he was pissed. He was, <laughs> he was so pissed. Uh, but there was nothing I could do. You, you know, just had to hang like, your head with that one. I just had to hang my head and like move on. You know, <laughs> how to get over it. Uh, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was Fun. awful. It was uh, awesome. It was aw- awesome. Full. <laughs> I, I don't Lou? have any fire stories. Oh, I really man. don't have any fire stories. You don't have any nightmares though. This is a nightmare. Okay. okay? Um, I work in a seafood room and. And yeah, I shock oysters. Yeah. Okay. And I'm pretty good at it. Uh-oh. You know? So, but when orders come back to back to back to back, like for dozens and dozens and dozens. Oh, right. And you put them all up there and then a server brings them to another table. Oh, girl. So I had like three dozen oysters. That went to the wrong table? Right to the to wrong, the wrong table. table. No, you have to shut them over. And then... Oh. This guy was like, oh, I'm sorry. I let all the other kitchens know that, you know, they, they move tables. And 
I just forgot about you. And I'm like, uh, what? That was the first time ever that I just like threw my oyster knife at the display. Was. And I was like, holy shit. Just ask him to ask him to help me here. Like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this anymore. I don't want to see another oyster tonight. Or like, I don't know if ever. I can get to my yeah. And then you smelled like, you know, heaven, of course. Oh, I always do. Yeah. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> so like, Guida, wide like, open butt. Some scallops, you know. Right. I know. Yes, delicious. And then on the radio, he's like, well, Louie's having a meltdown in seafood room. Yeah, you She's think? really pissed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then a show, a chef shows up. I'm like, ah, yeah. how? <laughs> so speaking of people that fuck shit up, we're going to go on to nightmare coworkers and employees. Oh, I mean, I feel like we have like 10 of those. Yeah. You know? So what's a, what's a, something that stands out for you? What do you mean? Well, you recently became a sous chef. Yeah. So there's got to be like okay, a nightmare, so. you know, cook or dishwasher or somebody that you're managing. I mean, I mean there is like, okay, so I've had, at, I've cooked in at least like, 10 kitchens like professionally right and i feel like in every one of them there's at least two or three people that are like just what the fuck they're just satan you know what i'm saying yeah they yeah. come either in. on purpose or not on purpose yeah they, they one or they both don't, maybe yes that part <laughs> um and the two that are standing out to me uh when i first became sous chef um it was a new environment it was uh I was the youngest in the kitchen, right. and I'm also black, and I'm also gay and tall. So you come in with strike three. I'm you, just you, come in with, you come in with all these uh, these preconceived notions about you, preconceived right? notions about you. And so I get in, and it's it's now a test of let's see how far we can push him before he like right. pops. <laughs> and I'm already, I'm, I'm a sensitive guy. Okay. I'm like, please let's just get along and right. everything will be great. You know, uh, there was this one cook, he did everything in his power to kind of not ever do any work. And there's always uh, someone like there's that. There's always someone like that. But let me tell you, he was literally the worst person person i've ever met in my life <laughs> so he was a bad person he too, was a not bad just person a bad as well oh, oh he stirred up shit terrible. for everybody he, he did not have any redeeming qualities at had, all. he had none he had no redeeming qualities because some people I'm are so bad sorry. at their job but like after work you love them yeah like the people that i'm thinking about for mine are not person. are like that but okay so yours is like negative negative he was negative <laughs> at any chance he could get he he Shit talked everyone in the kitchen behind their backs. Um, he literally bullied uh, cooks on the line. Like we would get new cooks, and he would bully them to get them to quit. Yeah, and he made he made at least two people That's quit a in the classic time that I was cook there. Move, though. And I was like, you cannot do this. And yeah. we had sit downs. We had sit downs almost every week until he finally like decided to leave. And I was so glad. But that was only like two weeks before I left. So it was like, yeah, <laughs> I get two weeks without you. Aww. But I mean. I'll take it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, he was mm, terrible. So, for me, I'm going to go co-worker because this stands out in my mind. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even Do keep we know it gender is? neutral. You both know who this oh. is. So, this person, they um, would never. Z. So, this is when I was working as a cook. And um, there's just 
so much prep work that people don't realize goes into being on the line and being a cook. You know, mm-hmm. you just, you've got things to cut. You've got things to par cook. You've got a station to set up. You've got so many things going on. You're cleaning yeah. fish. You're cleaning chickens. You're yeah. cutting things down, whatever you're doing. So you've got all this crap. And usually what's supposed to happen is when you share a station with someone on a different shift or say they work the night before or say the lunch when you work dinner, whatever it is, they're supposed to, quote, set you up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's As best as they can. And yeah, I mean, we understand. You know, like yeah. if it's crazy busy one night and you come in yeah. and there's nothing there, that's... That's, that's the entire kitchen, yeah. you know what I mean, when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. But when everybody else is set up and you're like the only station that's not set up, you yeah. know you know you it's that person. The what? Do you have a prep list at least? Did uh, no, there wasn't even list? a prep list. So I'm like running around like all the time. So this is like a, a daily thing, you know, mm-hmm. running around like a crazy person all the time, all the time. To the point where, it's so funny that it happened on the same day. So I come in and um, we have this really expensive fish. The turbo, mm-hmm. which is sells for like what seventy five, eighty dollars, eighty five dollars. It's mm-hmm. a big fish. It's that expensive. Yeah, yeah it's fairness, a bottom feeder, it's a very flat, big fish. Big fish. Two or three people can eat it. Exactly. Or, or me. Or yeah. just a me. So, or just Tima can Tima can eat five chickens. Yeah. True. And break his fork while doing it. Right. Uh, <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> so anyways, um, so they're they're expensive fish. Uh-huh. And they're big. And so at night, when you don't sell all the fish, you, you try to prepare what you think you need, but sometimes you over-prepare for various reasons. So at the end of the night, for this particular fish, you want to put it in what they call a perforated pan, which has holes in it, and then you put ice over it. Well, this particular person decided not to put it in a perf pan because that person was lazy. So instead, they just put it in a regular pan. Relentlessly lazy, by the way. With ice on the bottom and ice on the top of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So remember, this is like 12 o'clock at night. I'm not going to be there till 3 p.m. or something the next day. So we're talking more than 24 hours. So or, no, not sorry, more than 12 hours later. So 15 hours later. Uh, what the hell happens to ice? Uh, Even in the fridge, it's gonna freaking melt. It okay. melts? Ice melts? Yeah, really? right? Yeah. Right? Whoa. Huh. No shit. Uh, sure it's gonna change the world. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> climate change, bro. This is, <laughs> this is like, yeah, climate change. This is two 600 pans of uh, this fish. Fish on top of fish. Yes. Rex so, we're fish. talking six, eight of them. And now in water. I get there and they're all drowning. In water. Mm-hmm. Waterlogged. I take it out and it smells like the back dumpster in a Bronx, you yeah. know, restaurant where fish has been sitting out for like 10 years. You know, like it's the worst smell that you can imagine. Yeah. And we've wasted now eight, eight fish. Hella product. So <laughs> I go over to the chef and I'm like, at this point, I'm just, you're not supposed to be a snitcher, but at this point, this is like the hundredth time that I've dealt with this person doing this to Snitch, me. I feel like. <laughs> I put it Snitch. down in front of him and I'm like, I have, I don't know, six, seven, like drowning fish. fish. And he shakes his head and he swears and he's pissed off. But he's like, okay, well, there's nothing we can do now. So we're just going to have to kill it because we didn't have any uh, more. Mm-hmm. So we had to kill it on the menu. We had to 86 it. it. I'm without it. And here's the kicker on it. Another chef comes over and says, yeah, I need to talk to you because this exact person complained about you not leaving stuff for that person. 
it's it's so refreshing <laughs> to kind of know who you're talking about as well because it's like I'm just, it, it takes us back you know in my head it's like that emoji you know where like the yeah. bomb goes off in your head like i i don't know i came up with like the dirtiest language that you can imagine i was just like Okay, whatever that means. But I still had to talk to it's that bad. chef about my bad attitude and the fact that I wasn't prepping for this person on a daily basis. That was my kitchen nightmare. Oh, I have man. kitchen nightmares about that person as well. So, I mean. I don't know who you're talking it, about. You don't? I fucking don't Girl, know. I am so far you removed totally from know. you guys. You totally know who we're talking about. I am so far removed from you guys. I'm I can't tell other stories because it will give away the oh, sex of this person yeah. and who it is. But. Yeah. Louis, how about you? Nightmare coworkers, coworkers, nightmare employees. Oh my God, there's there's quite a few, but I, you know, I'm a very happy chipper person. But once I worked um, with somebody who just wanted to, you know, throw his giant big balls around and think that he's just superior. Okay. And yeah, uh, we got into an argument about draining pulpo. And octopus. Mm-hmm. And he did it one way, and I did it another way. And somehow this fucking landed me in HR. <laughs> what? Yeah, true story. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I need, I need more context for that. Like, how does... Like, how'd how you end up in HR? Yeah. Yeah, you did HR. What did you, Is it because you said... Or was bad there, things to him? Did you say no, something personal? You know, I was just like, well, you know, I was... I was standing up for myself. I could. There's more than one ways. One way to skin a cat. Okay. Were you super calm, or were you like your dick? Da 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 da. No, not really. Because I can't I mean, imagine you being like that. Exactly. Yeah. I was just a little bit more firm than I'm usually chipper. And so that person said that you were yeah being aggressive with them or suddenly hmm. suddenly you know it's 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 been a case. That you know, like, oh, she doesn't listen, and you know, this and that, so and blah blah blah. Part of the moral of the story here is you can't have a super sensitivity chip in the kitchen. Nope. You need to get over yourself. Shit needs to get done, and mm-hmm. you just can't be sensitive. You gotta like turn that part of you off, which is not always easy to do, but you gotta like not take things personally. See, see here's a kicker there. So, as soon as we get to HR, he fucking quits. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. Wow. All right. Well, at least you don't have to work with him anymore. Right? I'm like, okay. What was the point? (laughs) You just wanted to give me a hard time. Oh, my God. All right. Over something that simple. Yeah. Over octopus. Yeah. Draining. Evil bosses. Evil chefs. (sighs) Villainous GMs. So I'll start with this one. Evil bosses. So, I mean, well... Unfortunately, in our industry, it can be quite often. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar to what Tima was talking about when you say every place has like a coworker mm-hmm. or maybe like an employee that might be under you that's annoying or doesn't want to do their job. Usually there's at least one chef or one manager yeah. in an establishment that no matter what you do, like you can't win or they're just assholes, to be honest. Yeah. And mine came actually at the first restaurant that I worked with, worked <coughs> for. And you got to understand I literally had never worked in a professional kitchen before. So, I mean, on this person's side, this man's side, he was working with somebody that had never worked in a professional kitchen before. So I was making mistakes that everybody makes in their first job. Even if you go to culinary school, you're not gonna learn what you learn in a kitchen 
when you are in the kitchen. Yeah. It's like a lot of it's, it is what it is, and you're just going to get beaten up for a good period of time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe months, maybe years, who knows? It could be a long time. Really depends on you. Yeah, how hard you work and yeah. how fast that your brain picks up things and all kinds of things. Uh -huh. So in this particular situation, I was a new cook. I was the only female in the entire kitchen, chefs, that cooks, dishwashers, hard. anything. So that was my added yeah. situation. It's like blood in the water right mm -hmm. away. Oh yeah, I mean, it just the constant like locker room crap and the, you know, let me get that for you and the talking down yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And this doesn't always happen again. I don't want to generalize it happens everywhere, but it does happen. Yeah. And this particular kitchen had happened in, and it's no surprise because the boss was evil. So he was the executive Sue and he, <laughs> I didn't sear the crab cakes. I, I worked in a, like what they would call like the pantry slash like appetizer station. So it had hot some saute apps. elements in it, mm -hmm. hot and cold apps. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it wasn't seared to his liking. And if I look back at it, I bet you it probably wasn't, you know? So I bring them out there. They're brown, but they're not brown enough. They're cooked, but they're not what he want them, wants them to be. I put it on the pass, which is where you go from, you know, your station to the pass, which goes to the food runner or the server and to the table. So I put it on the pass and he's working the pass. He looks down and he says, are you retarded? And I was like, mm. uh, no. <laughs> like, how do you answer it, right? Is it a rhetorical yeah. question? Or say you're motherfucking retarded. Is what he what? says to me. <laughs> and I said, excuse me. First of all, I didn't want someone to say that to me just exactly. in general. But am you I really going to say it wow. out loud? So I'm looking at him and this, you know, just like mano a mano. Like, eye to eye. Like, is he serious? Mm -hmm. Is he joking? Is he just whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And all the guy cooks like turn around and look at me and they're just like, what's she going to do? What's she going to say? You know what I mean? Yeah, like I can't win either way mm -hmm. on this situation. He goes, I'm serious. Say you're retarded and you can go back to work. And I was like, I'm not going to say I'm retarded. Like there's just no way that you're going to get me to say that. He's like, okay, give me your apron and go home. Okay. I was like, I would be happy scared to be honest with you. But I was like, I'm going home because I am not saying that I'm retarded. Like no matter how yeah. weak a link I am in this kitchen right now and whether these were seared correctly or not, I just not going to do it. And then the next day I never heard from it, heard of it again. So it's not like I got fired or anything, yeah. which probably would have got him in trouble. So that's probably why I didn't fire me. You could have gotten him in trouble. Like, and I didn't right there. And like, I didn't. Yeah. I, and maybe it was just like, I was so new and I felt like yeah. I was working against a bunch of other stuff yeah. and I was the only woman mm -hmm. in quotes and all that. So I felt kind of like I needed to Isn't be stronger, which is really ridiculous because that just because you need to be stronger doesn't mean you need to be treated like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also like, you know, this is my first cook job. So I'm thinking maybe this is like this everywhere. How would I know the difference? You know, and, and they did, you know, going in, going to culinary school, which I had done, um, they told me, you know, it's going to be tough. You know, there might be few women. They might talk to you, you know, yeah. aggressively. And so I was kind of like, maybe this is par for the course. I don't know. Yeah. So evil boss, because I look back at it and now I'm like, there's zero chance as a sous chef, chef, that I would talk to an employee like that. And no, I would never make no. them say that they're retarded. That's yeah. just beyond. Anyways, yeah, segue, evil bosses. Yes, yeah, segue real quick. I used to work for a Nazi whose um, idea of correcting you was to bring the plate to you and then crush it. Crush the plate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like crush it in between two plates, man. I'm like, how is this productive? I mean, am I supposed to be like cowering? Like, oh my God, my Caesar salad. You know? It's I'm awful, like, but it's kind of funny, actually. I know. 
I'm like, I'm in disbelief. Like, some, some people just cannot communicate well. Especially they in need the to take it's it out. E- it's in a also, I feel like it's way. an ego trip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, a lot of chefs get. When they get the title chef, you know, when you go from a cook to a chef, like, it's yeah. like, oh, my God, I have made it. Yeah. Oh, oh please. And you, you also know? want to be the person that was the way that they were to you. <laughs> like, kind of like payback. Yeah. Almost. Pay yeah. it forward but here's in a mean thing. way. Yeah. You can't perpetuate that. You can't. You True. can't. But a lot of people are like, if I went through this, you have to go through it as right. well. And it was the same way for the one that I'm going to talk about. Okay. Um, and I think you guys know him for sure. <laughs> and <laughs> don't okay. don't say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not. But okay. So it's this a him, one, her. Well, we already know it's, it's a him. A, so yeah. Okay. All right. And I, uh, I want to say that he's a beautiful nightmare because I was very attracted to him. So like I kind of he is um, an attractive man. He's but an attractive keep going. man. <laughs> but wow, what a dick. Uh, <laughs> Dicks um, cannot be ever. So for example, what what are so we. Uh, we would have to kind of work together all the time because he was he was a sous chef and I would be I was on Jasper as well. Okay, and so um, he was super intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. So, like you wanted, you could learn from him. He had so there are parts of him that you respect. Parts of him that are respected. That's why Redeeming I call qualities. him a beautiful nightmare. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, but but when you did something wrong he went out of his way to make you feel like shit <laughs> like he went out of his way he was really good at that he will he will take the thing he will bring it to you he will ask you what is this why do you do this like this don't you know any better you're so stupid like he's just like he he will but and, it would and, go on for the whole day for the whole day and yeah. like monotone and like almost like like uh, White Diamond in Steven Universe. Like, he's just monotone, super calm about it, and just, like, he's just tearing you down brick by brick, and you're like, oh, please, like, I'm crumbling right now. Yeah. Like, my, my ego has now been, like, crushed, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like that's what gave him his power. Yeah. And, yeah. That particular person, too, he, and this happens a lot in kitchens, what you're saying, but to take it even further with him, he's that kind of chef that would pick on people to see if they would crack. So it's like he'd break you in. Mm-hmm. And certain people, if he thought that you were weak, he would go at you for the entire time that you were mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Or the opposite, if he liked you. So, and that's pretty common too, is that, you know, and I'm sure like in any place of work, there's like favorites and yeah. like not favorites. And everybody yeah. kind of knows who they are. And unfortunately, sometimes certain chefs and GMs make it more obvious that I like you, Tima, but I don't like you, Louie. And, like, that person, you know, although might be doing the wrong thing, like, maybe maybe what you did wasn't perfect. Yeah. But you didn't have to talk down to me like that and be Mm -hmm. so condescending. Yep. Mm -hmm. And passive-aggressive. But passive-aggressive is just, like... Passive-aggressive is worse. It's one of those qualities uh, that just is so common in the kitchen. (laughs) That's the thing. I, I... tend to like everybody like, I always look for redeeming qualities and stuff like mm-hmm. that but once I saw this guy in public and I was I was going to run into him mm-hmm. I quickly ducked behind like a fucking slot machine I'm like I don't want to have that, anything to do with you bad? yeah oh my God. I'm like I don't want to have anything yeah. with you but it's yeah. like you don't want to no. face the possibility of having conflict no cause you know like you don't want to hang around people or work with people that kind of make you feel uncomfortable yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah. 
and I think this person too, and this is like another thing that can happen with certain chefs slash GMs are just creepy. Like, certain people are just creepy. All right. Just the way that they talk or the way that they yes. they come up on you a certain way. Ooh. So you like think it's a power thing? It's like Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure to be honest, even at this point in my career, like whether it's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> Cuz oh, I think in what? some ways, I don't think condescending is good, uh-huh. but I think some of that fear is good. But there's like De- yeah. We're definitely going to have to talk <laughs> with like one of our important bosses in our lifetime. We're going to talk with David Thomas in yeah. a coming podcast. Woohoo, Chef Dave. Please come Are on, really? Chef Dave. Yeah. Oh. We talked to him. You that's know, we would of- love to talk to him on the podcast, but he's one of those people that's rare where you can fear him and respect, respect him, him and yeah. like him. And like him, exactly. Which those things are really hard. I don't fear him anymore, which is great. All of them. I, I don't, but I wonder if I worked day to day with him, would I also have that sense of respect fear where it's like you want to do the right thing. Yes. Okay. Do, do, do yeah, you know, I, I don't mean fear saying. like, oh God, I'm in yeah, a corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. but right. fear like, like I want to impress you yeah. and be the best Tima I can be in front of you. Uh-huh. Exactly. Because you always want to show your good side to Chef David. Yeah. He's like, God. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Louis and I call it Yoda. He's yeah. like Yoda he, chef. He really is. Yeah. And he it's just. He really is. Yeah. And, but that's rare. That's so rare. It is so rare. Because a lot of people. You fear, but you just fear them. That's yeah. it. You don't respect how they're being. Yeah. You don't go to them when you need help. You just are scared of them. Because it feels, it also feels like his the way he speaks to people comes from trying to make you better and trying right. to get you to analyze what it is that you're doing so that yeah. you do it so that you're conscious about everything that you're doing right. and you do it right the next time, right? As opposed to As just opposed shaming to just you, shaming that you, is an art. and like putting you on blast and yeah. just making you feel like shit. That it's is basically an absolute just like art. whipping you in a square kind yeah. of thing, yeah. like of old times, you know, just like yeah. putting you in the middle to just like make you feel like crap in front of everybody. Shout right. out to Chef David. Yeah, right. he's the opposite of that. Yeah. So I have a story about a boss that actually put me in a position where I questioned the food service industry. Oh, uh, my God. So this guy, in order to cut down on food costs, um, he decided that he was going to extend expiration dates and ask the whole staff to just change out labels. So we'd have product there that was actually like weeks and months uh, old. That's so disgusting. It is fucking disgusting. And I'm like, I work Not to mention in a this, health code violation. Exactly. I work that could shut you down. In this esteemed resort, in this great restaurant where people pay actually really good money. And then here he is serving weeks old chocolate cake. That's gross. That could actually make people sick. Mm, delicious. One time, this dude asked me to pull off caramel apples off the line and asked me to wash the caramel off so that he can make apple compote. You're lying. Ugh. <laughs> that's like next level kind that's, of stuff. That's gross as hell, man. Wow. Ugh. Um, in honor of Halloween, we got to move on to spooky restaurants oh. and kitchens. Um. So the, okay, I don't want to give away the place just in case people don't want to go there because it's spooky, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a casino on the strip um, where I worked at and the upstairs area was most definitely haunted mm-hmm. to the point where, so I was closing chef a lot of the time. So I would literally be there until 
every all the lights sometimes the lights would because they go off automatically mm-hmm. sometimes the lights would go off because it was a late night and it was two o'clock in the morning yeah. and I was just stuck there and the lights would go off so that made it way worse but we would all be done and I would account for all my dishwashers and cooks I'd see them you know like my last closers and I was there and I hear banging upstairs and every once in a while like a brave cook or dishwasher would go upstairs and check and there'd be no one up there you sure it's not the wind I mean, like a, just like something rattling in the, we would actually find crap like on the floor sometimes like what, like Like a pot on the floor, but like how it can't just jump off. Like there's not a poltergeist. Yeah. It can't just jump off. And then this, I don't know if this is true or not, but one of the cooks told me, and there's always like these cook stories, but one of the cooks that does parties all the time, because that's usually what we use the upstairs for, um, he, was closing up one night by himself and he swears that like a guest asked to, you know, where the bathroom is. And he was kind of like, why is there even a guest here? Like, that doesn't make sense. It was like one o'clock in the morning, you know, was the guest dressed modernly or in like 1950s. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so it looked like a completely normal person. And, you know, he was like, Oh, and he looked down for like a second. And he says, when he looked up, there was nobody there. And then for the rest of the night, he could feel like cold chills. (laughs) So, dun, dun, dun. Are you sure this cook was not on mushrooms or any hallucinogenic? You never know. It's certainly possible. But this guy's like a family (laughs) man and not even one that tells stories. So this particular person is like OG cook, super cool. Like the person that you rely on doesn't tell stories, doesn't gossip with anybody. So it was just kind of, it made me believe it more. And I was just like terrified to close up that restaurant all the time. I'm like, I'm not going upstairs. I'm just turning off the lights. I'm not freaking going up there. Yeah. I know you have one. Uh, me and Louie have like, oh, yeah. kind of the same one. Yeah. Because um, we worked in a certain station, in at a, a certain, certain station, restaurant. In a certain right. restaurant. And uh, there would be like rattling, things would fall off the shelves. Uh, there's no wind in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no windows. So why is wire boxes falling off of shelves? Why are books just, you know, just dropping? Yeah. And it, I was like, okay, let's get out of hey, here. My whole thing was uh, when you and I were like working in silence and then the paper towel machine just goes just off. Just keep goes going <gasps> yeah, off. Yeah, I remember that. But, you know, I'm like, uh, maybe it's a low battery. Maybe it's just going crazy. Maybe no, the sensor's like I mean, weird. you just got to think in these older casinos, how many people have passed that have either worked in them or died there at the, the oh, casino. I didn't know that's people please. killing themselves. And the they're so old. I mean, please, Jesus, would you like to go to work in the afterlife? Yeah. <laughs> Some people I get mean, stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Now we sound like kooks, but I mean, <laughs> there's these stories everywhere. So right. anyways, nefarious pranks. Oh God. So mm. for me, this always happened to me at freaking bazaar. I would always leave my apron somewhere and then I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. And of course, like the laundry people would get pissed at you and they would charge your account. Yeah. Charge you, blah, blah, blah. So I had to find it. Not like I wanted to keep it forever and love it, but it was just, I needed it. And of course, it would end up in the freaking freezer. So, what cooks do is they do this. They cooks or dishwashers, they think it's hilarious. They'll take your jacket or your apron or your hat or something and submerse it in water in what we call a cambro. It's this big container that could be, you know, a gallon, three gallons, five gallons, whatever. 
and they submerge it in this water and then they put it in the freezer so you can't get to it until it melts. And it's supposed to be friggin' hilarious. It's not. I would just get pissed, to I be was, honest. I, like, the first time anyone ever did that to me, I was like, don't ever do this again because I would do, do it with every one of your tools. Yeah. Like, I'd not joke about that. Yeah. That's annoying. And another common prank, this, and this one I think is actually kind of funny, but it, it happened to me when I left Bazaar. It happened to me when I left Border Girl. Um, it's common in restaurants. People will, like, <laughs> just totally food fight oh, and yeah. just drown you in, like, the worst sauce thing. in like flowers, kind of like the nice way of doing it. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I had bechamel oh, on my head. The grosser it is, the more they love you. Yeah. Right. Or some, they'll keep some it's, old piece of like, whatever it is, like chicken that's been sitting out for the whole day and like tradition. dump it on you. Yeah. Well, you know, they're I got scallop guts. Scallop guts. Yeah. yeah. They fermented yeah, really on your head or they on fermented your... them for a week. Yeah. And <laughs> then blended them, added xanthan gum. Yep. <laughs> it was so terrible. The and then I got flour thrown on me. So, yeah. so you got tarred and feathered. It was like on my head and then the flour was on there. So I was like. Do you think it's because you're black? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you don't get my hammer, that was a joke. I'm black. Oh <laughs> it's still not okay to play butt first this Halloween. <laughs> anyway, Louie. Uh, I'm like, try I'm trying. Oh, this one didn't happen to me, but we had a coworker slip a potato uh-huh. in the garment bag in another coworker's garment bag. No. Oh my God. Did it grow? And then this fucking, you know what potatoes smell like when they're spoiled? Yeah. yeah but then like they grow the roots. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So check this out. I think the coworker went on a fucking month long vacation. Yeah. <gasps> <like that. laughs> That's so not so cool. Here we are after the shift. We're, we're trying to get dressed, garment bags, uh-huh. and stuff like that. The uniform lady goes like, "There's something wrong with your garment bag." <laughs> to the side. Uh, wow. <laughs> he was like, "What's wrong?" So he dug into there, and then I shit you not, this thing was liquid already, <gasps> and, it, and it stank up the whole. It was like potato puree. Oh my god! Stank up the whole uniform room. It was nuts. They had to throw away the garment. (laughs) He fucking had to throw away everything that was in there, including his shoes. No. Yeah. That's like oh my god, dude! It was insanely foul. Like this was lingering through the halls. Like people were like coming in. It's like what the fuck is that? that? Smells like fucking dead rodent type (laughs) thing. God. Yeah, dude. (laughs) It was kind of horrible. And when he dug into it. His hand actually smashed no. into uh-uh, it. No, uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh. like, oh. uh-uh. Tima. See, that's why. That's why I do not mess with pranks. Like, please. Have you, you had any that, done to you? Like, worse than the apron? No, it was the apron, and I made it clear that if you ever prank me, I will tenfold you. Tenfold you. I mean, another common thing that really sucks in kitchens is this is either your friend because they think it's hilarious or someone that hates you and just wants to screw you. They'll dump out your stuff. So we were talking about the prep earlier and, you know, like you might prep, say, a six pan of like chives, which is something that takes forever to cut a six pan of chives, especially in the style of like fine dining, perfect chives Mm -hmm. with your perfect knife. And then you come to your station and it's gone, which is... A shitty, shitty prank. I repeat, mm. if you prank me, 
I am going to prank you tenfold, <laughs> and it's not you're not going to be happy. Yeah, you're you're going to cry. Well, there's definitely someone that I can think of that we all know that was really upset at that person that I was talking about earlier. That was an I irritating coworker that got rid of all the prep for that um, particular station, which it's a station that you need a lot of freaking prep for yeah. and jumped everything and just left like a little bit of everything so that they wouldn't be just like empty and it'd be too but obvious. In the sense that, that wasn't a prank. That was like him just being a dick ensuring that's that being a dick, but that person. is pranky. Well, yeah. It is because you're not like yeah. to their face. Here's your whatever it is yeah. and dumping it in front of them. That's uh -huh. like being a dick, but doing it behind their back and waiting till they get there the next morning or afternoon. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. you know what? That's yeah. prank worthy. Okay. But I mean, uh, malicious. I think also that person did it because um, he's our friend. He's one of our friends that did it. Mm -hmm. He's generally a very nice person. See, now you gave it away. He's generally a very nice person. So he but he did it to this other person. Yeah because that person wasn't prepping stuff. And so he knew that a lot of the stuff that he threw away was probably old anyways. Yeah. So, but I yeah, just that. empty all the sauces. That person came in the next day and they <laughs> so cried. Screwed. Mm -hmm. So screwed. They literally cried. So deserved it. <laughs> right. Um, food that terrifies you to eat. So we're cooks and chefs and you know, it's very hard to terrify us. Yeah. And I'm not talking about spoiled food. I'm talking about, you know, just something that's really crepey. For me, it was the heart carpaccio um, that I tried. And it was just very, you know, metallic tasting. Those it tasted good. like eating. I liked it. Like decuchos, yeah. It was very vampire-rific. Maybe I'm a vampire. <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. is there anything that you, that you really, really don't want to eat? The really only thing, I have a, like, I have a textural, uh, I guess, problem mm -hmm. uh anything that's kind of gooey or goopy so okra okra when okra. you uh when you cook it like too long oh i will not it's just, ever it's not. put it in my mouth i will never put that slimy okra in my mouth so are you okay with oysters um oh i love oysters they're kinda but they're not but they're not slimy See, they're like they, they still have a bite they still them. have a bite to them and so okra is like <laughs> when it's yeah. cooked, I can see what you're saying. Mm -mm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah do I don't it. like Oprah. Okra. Oprah. Oh, you better. No. I love Oprah, <laughs> but no, I don't like okra that's not fried. You know, okay. like I like fried okra for that reason because it's yeah. hard to f it up when mm -hmm. you fry it. Yeah, when you like steam it or whatever, it's easier to get that. My mother loved overcooked okra. feeling. I love so okra. She I would love cook it. it every, she would cook it like every other day with all of the vegetables. And so she would add it to the vegetables. The vegetables are perfect as they are. And when you add okra to that, it's it now becomes a slimy mess. And I'm like, it. girl, please don't do it. Please don't do it. She I did it every it. day. I don't <laughs> every, know. I love okra. I'm feeling weird. You? Well, yeah, I love okra. I love I'm the sorry, slimy of it. Food that terrifies you, Lou? Oh, I was in culinary school and I was very hungry and we were divided into a morning block and an evening block. I would belong to the evening block. So uh, whatever the morning block cooked, uh, I, I was like, okay, there's like congee and, you know, some fried egg on top of it. So I was like, can I have some food? Because I was like really hungry. So they gave me food. And lo and behold, as I'm like eating, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Blah, blah, blah. It turns out, that it was cow brain. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, that doesn't sound appetizing. No, no, no. Now I'm like, uh... I think I have another like, one. like, cow head cheese? Who, <laughs> who cooked this? I'm like... Uh, 
These threw up? Yeah. Oh, no. Straight up. I'm like, I could not get that. reminded that. me of something. Okay. Um, when I was like 12, my mom, like back home in Anguilla, we would have, they would slaughter animals uh, and like kind of sell the parts or whatever. Right. Uh, and my aunt gave my mother a cow's head and she picked me up from school and the cow's head was in the back seat. <laughs> and... <laughs> I I had no idea. So I'm in the front seat and we're chopping it up. We're, yeah. we're talking. And for some reason, I just like look around and there's a cow head sitting in dun, between, dun, <laughs> in the, between the seats. With the tongue out. Literally, the tongue was out, everything. It just, it was dead. It was just like. And then it was like, what's up, Tima? <laughs> I was like, mom, what are you, what? what? The fuck? <sighs> it was, that scared me. Mm-hmm. Cow murderer. <laughs> Right. Oh my God. Meat is murder. All right. Last yeah. but not least, gruesome injury. Mm. So we have them, you know, just the cuts, abrasions, like everything. It goes on forever. Burns. Um, my worst injury in the kitchen. Gosh, where's the freaking wood? Was it, burn? it Was it a burn? It was a really bad burn. Like it's right here. It's it's like my inner arm slash opposite of my elbow area. Mm. Which that makes fold? it so much worse because you, fold? you constantly use it. Yeah. You're, it's your joint. So whenever you have a joint burn, it opens up every time that it heals. Ooh. So it took two, three months to heal. Damn. But so my genius cook burnt potatoes, sweet potatoes. And it was on this, you know, full sheet pan. And so it was a burning pan that he picked up and was like, I burnt the potatoes and like brushes me. Ow. The side of my arm with a burning hot sheet pan of potatoes. Awesome. And you know how you can hear like. Yes. When your skin sizzles. It's the most sick. Like I just got uh, chills. Like yeah. it's the most sickening sound yeah. when your arm sizzles or your skin and you smell that skin burning. And then you know it's you. And then it rips off and it was like instantly bleeding. Oh <laughs> so I had never dude. bled. Yeah. Like from a barn, straight right? blood. Not like, you know, just a little bit of Specs, blood coming yeah. out. I'm talking like bleeding. Yeah. Okay. Did this feel like cold to you at this point? It, well, I started to like, I got cold. Freak out. Yeah. And I got chills and I had like an immediate like headache. Yeah. And I was just, That's, and it was my first sous chef job too. So I'm just like, again, trying to be calm and like, no, I'm pretty sure this is like a third degree burn here, yeah. you know? That's what happens to really bad burns. Yeah. Instead of it feeling hot, it yeah. feels like ice yeah. cold. Yeah. They had to call the paramedics. Okay. It was that bad. So I have like a pretty nice looking, you know, Battle pirate scar <laughs> that even cooks and chefs comment on. They're just like, wow, that's okay. a nice one when they meet me. Um, but yeah, I don't want to relive that moment yeah. ever. That was absolutely terrible. And I did you work. I came back to work, believe it or not. So yeah. wow. it is what it is. I was trying to be like tough sous chef lady situation. Uh-uh. Um, I was going home. It sucked. <laughs> I was like, hey, <laughs> what's yours, team? So yeah. I was cutting some meat on a slicer once upon a time. And I had it <sighs> set. I had everything set. And I'm just going, you know, like going through the motions right. at this point because like you're just... You're trance. You're in a trance. You fucking went on autopilot. You're trance. It went too low. My finger uh, was the next thing in front of the meat to be sliced. And it literally... Tima Carpaccio. Right here. It sliced this entire finger open. And my joint, you could see the cartilage in my finger. And I... 
I freaked out. Did you out. want to pass out? I freaked out. Did you out. get that tingly? That tingly feeling and you're like, what do I do? What? What's your going on? Your heart's beating like, out of your chest. Oh my God. Like, is my finger okay? Am I going to be able to grab a knife? Ever like, again. Ever again. <laughs> and I was out of work for a month because like I couldn't grab anything. And up to this day, like my finger can't like close all the way. Yeah. These are permanent yeah, injuries. These are like yeah. permanent injuries. Uh, I was freaked Louis. out. Louie. Oh. Yeah, we're going to close this with, like, oh, my horror story. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm in the process of, like, icing fish, which, like Lorraine said, you put fish on top uh, with a per perforated pan, pan yeah. and then another pan. And these things can get pretty heavy. <gasps> oh, I know this one. <laughs> these things can get pretty heavy. So I was... In a particular hurry this one night. And Always. Like just going on like boom, boom, boom. And then I didn't notice that my nipple was actually <laughs> lodged in between the bottom pan and the perf pan. You ripped your nipple? And then I fucking oh, slammed this pan. And then... Full of ice and dude, fish. Ice and, you know, shellfish. And then it just went... Oh, dude, my nipple was squashed. <laughs> <laughs> At that moment, I just didn't know what to do. I'm like, ah! Save the nibs. Save them. You know, I'm like, okay, usually when you cook, you know, when you talk about kitchen injuries, you talk about your hands, you know, maybe your legs, you know, maybe a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But never Usually never private parts. Nipples. Yeah, never <laughs> private parts, but yeah. yeah. So now I'm like in, I'm like hurting. I'm in complete horror because I'm like, I don't want to look into my shirt and see bleeding because I that would send me to Concentra. Yeah. And um, well, I don't want to spend the whole night there. Yeah. I did not know how to tell my male executive chef right. what happened. That my nipple and I'm like, is what the fuck do ripped. I do? <laughs> what the fuck do I do? So, so when kind of like the pain subside a little bit. Like I, I, I went to a female sous chef and I'm like, hey, I just crushed my nipple. <laughs> I'm just going to go upstairs oh, and check on it. <laughs> you know? So I go upstairs, I check, and I'm like, okay, great. It's not it's torn. It's still there. It's still yeah. there. You know? But it looked rectangular. <laughs> it was molded. It was yeah. like those cartoons, you know? Where like yeah. someone gets smashed. Oh my God, dude. So, yeah. Moral of the story. Don't smash your nipple. Be careful. Be aware of what you're doing. You know, don't be in a hurry. Don't go on autopilot and just like, uh, please protect your nipple. Yeah. Don't That's be everyone, everyone a involved as well. Like, your coworkers as well. So yeah, yeah be careful. I got a lot of injuries from coworkers. Well, yeah, that you know my yeah. worst car ever uh -huh. is from my favorite cook. Yeah, in quotes, not uh. my favorite. <laughs> my Hashtag God. not my favorite. All right, switching gears right here to our segment called On the Fly. It's sixty seconds rapid fire questions with mm -hmm. Mtima Daniels. Oof. First thing that comes to your mind. Okay, ready. Go. Cat or dog person? Uh, cat. Coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. The food you can't live without? Pizza, 100%. Oh. Dang. Favorite fast food item? Do you have one? Um, uh, chicken of all kinds. Chicken. <laughs> dessert craving? I'm not a dessert person, but like chocolate cake on occasion. Like, it has to be moist. It has to be, like, super airy. Like, Yeah. Okay, hot chocolate. Uh -huh. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. In food? Uh, it could be anything, to be uh, honest. Guilty pleasure. Like something you do and you're just like, oh man, I do that. 
for. I cannot say that here. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. Best tool for your job. Best tool for my job? Mm-hmm. Uh, tweezers. Most inspirational chef. It's and it's not going to be. Um, it's not going to be a celebrity chef. It's going to be. Mm, no. And please my, say it. My no. old sous chef, uh, Chef George Reed. He was just an amazing chef, an amazing guy. Uh, definitely somebody to look up to. You know. I'm going to give you one more question because we ran out of time, but okay. I really want to know this. Your dream job. Dream job. Like when you get there and you're like, I'm here. Amazing. I've arrived. It, it might sound a little... Uh, I just want to own my own business mm-hmm. and... Uh, I kind of want to merge food and fitness, so I can. Help I love you with that, that for you. Know. Yeah, I can totally help you with that right now. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, yeah. Uh, are you sure you want to be an entrepreneur? You see how I work, uh, girl. <laughs> let's go. Shoot. I, I feel like I'm the same thing. At bizarre. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm an entrepreneur for bizarre. I don't sleep. Yeah, right? yeah, lack of sleep. You know, that's why I'm creative. I'm delirious all the time. Yeah, oh, she is. It. You know, I feed shit. All right, Tima, let's sell it now. How can people reach you, get in touch with you through social media? What do you got? Uh, my social media is uh, at For Real. It's MTima. Um, and that's on can, Instagram. Yeah, that's on Instagram. Uh, I deleted my Facebook. Uh, okay, I'm about to do that, too, so I get it. Yeah, and uh, you can come to Bazaar and see me. I'll, I'm the tall chocolate guy. <laughs> tall chocolate guy. Just tall chocolate chef. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Tell your friends, tell your brothers. Yeah. Right? This man is a tall drink of hot chocolate. Yeah. Everywhere Big he goes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tima. It was my pleasure. Sue Chef at Bizarre Meat at SLS. Oh, sorry, it's not SLS. It's Sahara. called the Sahara now. The I forgot. Sahara. Duh. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Dia de los Muertos. Uh, Louis, how do they get social with us? Well, you can get us on our Instagram at Two Sharp Chefs, or on our Facebook page at Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone, and at our email address at Two Sharp Chefs at gmail.com. And sharing is caring. Please tell us about your kitchen nightmares. Send us pictures, send us video, just freaking tag us, tell us something, because uh, we would love to hear from you. We know you're out there. Yeah, tell us something, and then we will feature it on Halloween. All right, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Signing off.